0: No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie, come on, everybody boogie, bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie it, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie, come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight
1: I hope you had a lovely week, I certainly have. Just during the intro there, Coffee Talk with Sandra with the Diamond. Nothing like big, delicious cock. That's what we do here. Thank you, Sinister Charlie, by the way, for the shout out. It's a fan, big fan. Sinister Charlie. He loves Boogie Bumper, and he loves big, juicy, delicious cocks. I mean, if you can find a better testimonial, good luck to you. I'm gonna whack that right on my greatest hits album. This is where you come. Thank you for joining us. As always, got so much to get through, so little time. Everything's going well. I hope you're doing all right. As we, I hope you're, we're, I hope you're doing all right as we lurch into this uh, festive season, holiday season. You know. You may have some negative thoughts about things like, you know, gas prices or the economy, generally speaking. Uh, you know, freedom of speech, the right to self-defense. All of these things are all kind of being. They're all kind of being salad tossed around at the same time, aren't they? By the way, get your boosters. We will be talking about booster shots tonight, ladies and gentlemen. You'll be pleased to know because here on the program, here on Team YouTube, Myself and Susan, or as I like to call her Suze, I call her Suze. Myself and Suze, we believe in vaccine safety. And there have been some developments, you'll be pleased to know, in the vaccine safety program, uh, which you will participate in. (laughs) Because it's for your own protection. And then we will boast about how many people are participating in it. (laughs) Like we're such good guys for offering it to them. <laughs> so we will talk about that. I've got a couple of other things for you as well. But before we do anything, as is you know pretty regular on this show, as tends to happen, especially now that we're only doing once a week, about five minutes before I came on, it sounds like a very cliched thing. I swear it's not being. I'm not being a cliche. Is anyone here from out of town? The taxi ride on the way over here. When I was looking for, can you hear me in the back? what I was looking for on the way to the show I found something just five minutes before we went live and oh my god it was so random but it really did happen that way I swear to god the taxi driver was none too impressed I saw this floating around before this headline deprogram your relatives this Thanksgiving <laughs> from the Atlantic oh yes please yes please Teach teach me how to deprogram my father-in-law or my cousin. Teach me how to brainwash them correctly. To the, with the correct brainwashing. Of course, we must read on. Maybe you'll change a heart or mind. Or not. Either way, it's something to do besides just eat. Because you've got to go in with a plan, don't you? Some people, like my friend Tom we were name-dropping in the first sentence of the article. My friend Tom Nichols. <laughs> Any anytime someone is your friend, you don't refer to them as your friend, do you? This here uh, listen here, my friend. You know, you're not being friendly to that person. Whenever someone says, you know, my friend Tom Nichols here, it's like he's not really your friend, is he? <laughs> Are you an acquaintance? You're probably more of an acquaintance. Because why would you declare you're his friend? Like, if you just say Tom Nichols, we'll assume that you're friends. <laughs> Jim Enwood you don't know Tom Nichols' books? I don't know Tom Nichols. I don't care. But should I care? I don't know. All right, fine. What is? Who is Tom Nichols and what does he do? in the chat. Never introduce a woman as your friend; she will take offence, will she? I had no idea. I thought that was just gay men who took offence to that. And this is my friend, Stefan. Oh, so we're friends now, are we, Bruce? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what that's what sassy gay men on television have taught me. And of course, that would be the accurate stereotype, would it not? Obviously all very trendy and click and, you know, very offended by being called their friend from Tommy Boy. Okay. Tom Nichols is Tommy Boy. I don't know. All right, whatever. (laughs) That you should spend your Thanksgiving playing nice, pretending that your cousin doesn't follow QAnon and that your uncle doesn't believe the election was stolen and also that the cyber ninjas are a bunch of cucks. This is quotes. Quotes here. (laughs) cyber ninjas are a bunch of cucks put that down in your diary that happened at 10 past 6 on friday night (laughs) cyber ninjas are a bunch of cucks for not uncovering voter fraud tom believes that thanksgiving is a time for harmony and niceties and gratitude i love tom but he's completely wrong they just have to spread their misery everywhere don't they They just have to spread their misery and self-loathing and just this constant need for affirmation through confrontation. That's what I'm going to call it. Because if you are someone who is raised, you know, perhaps through the education system and moulded by, you know, the popular culture of the time, uh, if you've been brought up to believe that everything is a fight for justice, then... You're not going to be satisfied in yourself as a person unless you're at everyone's throats. Because you'll you'll poke and you'll prod and you'll just, like I said, you'll just shower the people around you with your misery, your views on things and you know what you really believe and stuff. And they just they loathe going to these family events with you and like you're you're kind of so detached that you think it's you that loathes being around them but it's quite the opposite you see so while you're spreading you know you know while you're poisoning the metaphorical you know food at this at this gathering you are essentially the very thing you claim to despise Tom, that line again. Tom believes that Thanksgiving is a time for harmony and niceties and gratitude. I love Tom, but he's completely wrong. No, because who you are as a person is defined by the amount of, you know, rolling of eyes and pushback you get when you say your things. Right? Because the struggle is real. Therefore, the only way we can be satisfied is if we're struggling. Spending a holiday sitting around, pretending your crazy relatives aren't crazy, is one of America's time-honoured traditions. In normal times, you could be the dog in the house for meme declaring, this is fine, while taking a sip of doggy coffee they write about memes. But we are not in normal times. Last Thanksgiving, many of us didn't see our families because the pandemic was raging. Now... 773,000 dead Americans later, we have vaccines and boosters, and while the unvaccinated are still dying at a pretty rapid clip (laughs) we are finally able to more safely get together with our parents and grandparents and weird cousins and uncles yes, it's not, because they can't say safely, because they know that that's not true right because that would undermine the last 6 months of the you know the last kind of 180 which has them saying of course pff, no one ever said vaccines you know stop the spread of the virus or anything no one ever said that no, no no vaccines just make it less likely that you'll get sick oh okay but remember for the 12 months previous to that is there's only one way out of this do you want your freedoms back it's this is how you protect yourself this is how you protect your family This is how you keep yourself safe. But now it's like, no, 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 we didn't say it would keep you safe. We said it would keep you more safe. Ah, right. So that's why they have to write things like, while the unvaccinated are still dying at a pretty rapid clip, we are finally able to more safely get together with our parents and grandparents and weird cousins and uncles. It's just more safe, guys. No one said it would be safe. It's just more safe. Good. <laughs> more safe sounds better because it's more. This is your chance... This is the article again. This is your chance to deprogram them. <laughs> they really don't think much of us at all, do they? Really. They really have no regard for you as a person. You're just... you're you you're something to be manipulated into agree if you have to manipulate your loved ones at at family gatherings in order to get people to agree with you then is it really that good of a thing that you believe in do you know i mean if you have to insult and name you know name call or whatever it is just be a cunt <laughs> just being a cunt at the family gathering if that's what you need to do to get people to begrudgingly go fine okay whatever you say And you're like, yes, another victory. Then really, is it that good? Can't be. This is your chance to deprogram them. Facebook knows its algorithm radicalises users. (laughs) It's Facebook's fault. All of a sudden. This is your chance to tell your aunt that maybe the news she gets from... Is that how it's written? That maybe the news she gets from, it isn't all that reliable. how it's written. And that maybe the MAGA News Network is not giving her unbiased news either. Yeah, but that's the thing. Adults understand that nobody gives unbiased news, darling. We, like, I'm sorry, do you think you're unbiased? <laughs> nobody is. Nobody is. And that doesn't mean, you know, in your simpleton mind, that would mean that, you know, you think either left or right, blue or red, one or the other, good guy or bad guy, because you're a simpleton, because you're a moron. And that's what gets clicks, because most other people are morons also. <laughs> but, you know, everyone's got biases towards, you know, countless number, uh, countless numbers of things. Every time you go to the supermarket and you choose, you know, something, some product you've never had before and just say there's like five or six different packages there, you'll pick up the one that appeals most to your biases. And you have, you might have a bias for pretty girls on the covers of food packets or something, or cartoon animals with big eyes, that'll, that'll be the one you pick up. Your bias may be more toward, you know, the size of it or how expensive it is whatever it is everyone's got bias all the time maybe the MAGA News Network is not giving her unbiased news either we can handle unbiased news it's the people who pretend to be unbiased they're the ones we don't like because it's ridiculous because you cannot be you can be objective that's different You can be objective in your reporting, in that you report the facts, you know, in a mostly truthful, transparent way, then you're being objective, whether they, whether they appeal to your bias or otherwise. But no, that person, that person who's reporting that, those objective facts will still have a bias toward or against something. So... Why do we have to pretend? Like, why do why do we have to live according to the rules that these idiots just make for us? You know, why do why why do we have to pretend to kind of buy into their their whole you know their social diorama? It's like we are unbiased and truthful all the time. Fuck you. And there's a there's a point to this rant because I'll show you here in the article this red piece here. That's where I read up to and then I had to stop when I got there. That was enough. The author continues, especially when it comes to vaccines, family members can actually win each other's hearts and minds. A professor who has studied coronavirus vaccine promotion at North Carolina State University, Stacy Wood, so we've, we're studying coronavirus vaccine promotion. Seems like a strange elective. <laughs> how long did it take to develop this course? Oh, we've been working on it for some time, but don't say that in the test. You'll be fired. You'll fail. Because that's now a conspiracy theory, according to the curriculum. Oh, good. The effort is worthwhile. A lot of people are convinced over time from small bits of information that trickle in. According to a Time Harris poll, Fifty-nine percent of people got vaccinated after a friend or family member did. I mean, does that really? What does that prove? I mean, unless all of them get. Fifty-nine people got the vaccine after a family or friend, a family member or friend got one. Wow. What a factoid to throw. What does that mean? What does that prove? People can make up statistics to prove anything, Kent. 35% of people know that. 59% of people got vaccinated after a friend or family member did. You could literally save your creepy uncle's life. That's a quote. Do you want to save your creepy uncle's life? Then get the jab. It's bizarre. That doesn't sound very scientific. How would that, does it, does it magically jump to protect him or something too, does it? That's interesting. But if he doesn't have it, how can I be protecting him with my vaccine? Oh, it's, si- it's science. Oh, okay. The science is telling me. And the man on the TV said we must trust the science, so we will. The author, the author, the author continues. If you actually can lead by example when it comes to vaccines, what about the other stuff? Good, the other stuff. In May, the New York Times cited a poll in which 15% of Americans said they think the levers of power are controlled by a cabal of Satan-worshipping pedophiles. <laughs> That's <in> the other. <laughs> <laughs> It's interesting that she wrote that down. It's incredible. Really? 15%. There's hope yet. <laughs> hey, they're on their way. They're winning. It sounds like they're winning hearts and minds like so many, a you know, self-righteous leftist at a Thanksgiving meal. I'm no statistician. In fact, I'm barely able to add and subtract. I got a D in 10th grade math. But to me, that says there's a decent chance someone at your Thanksgiving table will be quote QAnon curious. <laughs> QAnon curious. Tip of the hat for that. I thought that was okay. <laughs> QAnon curious, or believe the big lie. See again, that's one of those. That's one of those little shitty little rules that they just make up and then they force everyone to follow it. So they, they just decided, okay, we're going to call anything to do with any questioning of any results from the 2020 election. We're just going to call it under, we're going to put it under one big umbrella and we're going to call it the big lie. And we're just going to keep saying the big lie over and over and over again. Every single time somebody brings up something to do with the election in 2020, like an anomalous result or some kind of rule not getting followed or some, you know, in any investigation or anything, we're just going to call it you're pushing the big lie and we're just going to keep saying that over and over to them right to their face and then of course that just becomes their law then that becomes their history they've they've noted it down in history that they they uniformly just say it's no that just that's just the big lie and they can intellectually dismiss anything because the thing that they think about whenever you talk about it, to them it's a lie and they don't even know what you've said yet. They just assume that you're lying. Doesn't even matter if it's true. They've called it the big lie. That's what it is. And these are the people who want to deprogram you. <laughs> oh, okay. That sounds optimistic, Auntie Helen. <laughs> that sounds optimistic, Nana Susan. Really? Well, good luck. Let's go. Should you let this person rant and rave about how there will be voting how there were voting irregular irregularities? No, of course you shouldn't let them rant and rave, because you need to rant and rave about probably abortion again. Right? Or how we need to be nicer to the, you know, child refugees flooding in from Mexico. With with cocaine strapped to their belly. <laughs> right. Got to be nicer to them. Uh, we got to. Do, we've got to let. We've got to leave enough airspace for you to rant and rave about shit like the environment for two hours while we're just trying to eat lunch. See, I guess. I guess for these long-term kind of. These long-term festive festive ruiners, right? The people with the overtly, outwardly aggressive, confrontational takes on everything like, you know, climate change and let's be nicer to refugees and, you know, we should tax more because it's good and just whatever, more wealth, whatever their fucking thing is that they just hit all the time. Everyone knows one. So for them, I guess it's it's probably a weird experience that along come the QAnon curious quote. (laughs) QAnon curious. And, you know, the crazy people who believe in the big lie and they're taking some of your spotlight away. They're taking your thunder away. And all of a sudden, you're not the centre of attention anymore. So you need to develop, you need to devise a plan, develop a scheme, a wily scheme to systematically break down your family members psychologically. (laughs) reverse their thinking so you can return atop your throne where you belong as the queen of fucking up Christmas because you crave the confrontation you need the positive feedback from the negative reactions that you get because you're a righteous freedom fighter aren't you you're fighting for the oppressed aren't you And your family members, I mean, they're just so... I mean, they're QAnon-curious, big lie-spreaders and disinformation merchants. They're all Russian trolls, aren't they? Yeah. But you, you see the light. The light of the Lord works through you. At least he would if you weren't an atheist. So you're even more powerful than God. You're better than God himself. And how, how are these fucking peasants that you know call themselves your family how are they going to become progressive meaningful adults in the fight for change that we all need to be a part of every single one of us <laughs> so you tell them you tell them what's what at thanksgiving if you're a progressive out there and you're listening to this and you really want to be like in your in your old trump voting uncle's face about politics if you really want to do it i say go for it Go in there and tear shit up. Don't let grandma and granddad steal the show with their polite conservatism. (laughs) Don't let them get away with it, the bigots. Fuck them. Call them out right in front of everyone. Because you need to save Thanksgiving from, from fucking QAnon trolls. Okay? Get in there. Do it. Do your best. I believe in you. We believe in you. Happy Thanksgiving, my North American friends. Hope it all works out well for you. Thanksgiving table will be QAnon Curious or Believe the Big Lie. Should you let this person rant and rave about how there were voting irregularities, even though there weren't irregularities? If they're keeping up with the current events through Facebook and Fox News, they're in such an information silo that they might never have heard the truth of what really happened during the 2020 election, okay? This is where the truth, shit man, the truth is about to drop right here live. We're about to get the truth. And the truth is, and this is the point of the article where I stopped reading, so so strap in. (laughs) If they're keeping up with current events through Facebook and Fox News, they're in in such an information silo that they might never hear the truth of what really happened during the 2020 election. And then in brackets, and I quote, For the record, nothing happened. It was a completely normal election where Joe Biden won by almost the same margin that Donald Trump won in 2016. This is the person. This is the person that is trying to unbrainwash you. Wow, <laughs> fucking balls on these people. Huh? Yes, that quote again. Believe it or not, is quote for the record. Nothing happened. It was a completely normal election. <laughs> Where Joe Biden won by almost the same margin that Donald Trump won in 2016. I remember saying on this shitty little podcast after that election, I said, you watch. You watch. Everybody knows this stuff now. They are going to roll the tape back and they're going to they're going to try and say, they're going to try and get away with saying that everything that happened in the 2020 election was just like normal, average, run of the mill, nothing to see here. Remember us talking about it. Because that will be like the kind of flame retardant safety blanket they throw on all of the trash fires that are going after the election, right? Hey, 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 this happened exactly just normally like any other election, except it was unlike any other election. When she writes, nothing happened, it was a completely normal election, That there's no other way to say it. It's not like a half-truth. It is just a straight lie. It, no, no. No, no, it wasn't like any other election. The fact that all of them, it was the most mail-in ballots that have ever happened in any election ever. So how how could that possibly be just normal? <laughs> you fucking disingenuous, disingenuous hack. <laughs> so you see, these are the people who want, who demand unbiased reporting. These are the people who think they are unbiased, who want to deprogram your relatives at the Thanksgiving table. Wow. Like I said, the absolute balls on these people. Speaking of balls. Who likes cute little murderers? I know I do.
2: I find these people disgusting, Ellie. I'm disgusted at what I'm seeing. It's not just this trial, it's other trials, but this in particular, the fact that white supremacists roam the halls of Congress freely. Mm.
1: (laughs) Really? (laughs) Coming up after the break. Tonight at six, white supremacists roam the halls of Congress freely. (laughs) And later at six, how nothing happened with the 2020 election and it was completely normal. Special note has to be given to the guy's hair on the right. I mean, that is just epic. (laughs) Epic. And it just keeps getting better with time.
2: And celebrate this little murderous white supremacist and the fact that he
1: gets to walk... You're... in case you weren't aware, they are talking indeed about uh, Kyle Rittenhouse. So, a lot of salt mining, as you'd expect. Um, but the the kind of you know the swinging of the polemical sword that they have engaged in, they haven't really slowed down since the the result. I mean, we all need to respect the the ruling of the courts, right? I mean, this is what we've been told for the last four years. Got to respect the court, guys. <laughs> You know, whatever the judge says, whatever the jury says, that's what goes. Okay, We've got to do that now. No, no, they certainly haven't stopped. So this is after, this is after the court case wound up. All right, this is not like during the height of the of the coverage and whatnot. God, aren't they so grateful for the Ahmad Arbery thing? Aren't they just fucking so relieved that that happened the way it did? Because now at least they can finally we can get back to dangerous white supremacists again. We got one. We got three. Finally. Okay, good. Now, and if you don't believe me, just go to the YouTube pages of, say, you know, CNN, MSNBC, just pick one of the classics and just see how they've been trending over the last week. All right? Gone are the days of, you know, Joe Biden's a hero. And it's just now wall to wall, Ahmad Armory and white supremacy is taking over again. That's, I mean, we're back to, we're back to our fucking usual here. Business as usual at the corporate media. And I, for one, love it, because I love it when they're predictable.
2: I find these people disgusting, Ellie. I'm disgusted at what I'm seeing. It's not just this trial, it's other trials. But this in particular, the fact that white supremacists roam the halls of Congress freely (laughs) and celebrate this little murderous white supremacist and the fact that he gets to walk the streets freely, it lets you know... (laughs)
1: Oh, look at the murderous little white supremacist. Isn't he Isn't he just adorable? Aww. Mommy, mommy, I want one. No, sweetie, you have to wait until you're 19 before you can have a murderous white supremacist of your own. I can't wait to have babies with him. Murderous little white supremacist walking around freely. Hey. <laughs> That's big talk for someone wearing a green jacket. Don't you think, sweetheart?
2: this little murderous white supremacist and the fact that he gets to walk the streets freely, it lets you know these people have access to instituting uh, laws. They really? represent the legislative branch of this country.
1: <laughs> Kyle Rittenhouse is now the legislative branch of the United States. <laughs> 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 okay. See what I mean? And, you know, just compare this, compare this with that opening article. This is the kind of person that thinks you need to be deprogrammed. You're not fucking miserable enough. They say misery loves company. These people really do want to, you know, attach... The, the misery is kind of like a zombie virus for them. And they feel like if they infect more people with it, that somehow it'll be easier or something. One of us, one of us. They're not going to be satisfied until you're all as miserable as they are. And look, I don't know, you know. A lot of things have been changing for me recently. Life's a lot different now. I just can't... The It's the misery of it. I can sit and chat with someone who has, like, different views, and you should too. You should be fine with that. But if it's just relentless misery and oppression and evil and it's just all consuming all the time then (laughs) it's too much
2: tree what are we to make of that
0: welcome to the modern republican party
1: okay so that there's a lot to unpack here so The modern Republican Party is essentially a bunch of white supremacists freely roaming around the halls of Congress, defending the murderous little white supremacist, Kyle Rittenhouse, who now has access to writing laws. (laughs) That's, that's That's MSNBC. That's an actual MSNBC hot take. That is the hottest of hot takes. I mean, you know, what I love most about the corporate media is they're just so truthful with us all the time. They're unbiased and objective and they just report the facts. And if you don't agree with what they say, it's because you've been brainwashed by Fox News. If you don't agree that the real danger here is that the murderous little white supremacist Kyle Rittenhouse is now able to write laws for the whole country, if you don't agree with that premise, then it's because you're a white supremacist too. (laughs) What do you think of my hideous green jacket? This is the world they live in. This is the reality they can... It, it would be one thing if they just constructed it for themselves. And to a large extent, they are in an echo chamber. But this, it's not the world they construct for themselves. It's the world they want for you. <laughs> Remember, ladies and gentlemen, this Thanksgiving, deprogram your relatives. <laughs> deprogram your relatives this Thanksgiving. Be a good person. You. sure it'll get better. Because you can't let that stand. There seems to be like a game of one-upmanship that happens in the corporate press, where people try to outdo each other for just, you know, ridiculous hyperbolic rhetoric, right? One person says that the murderous little white supremacist, Kyle Rittenhouse, now has access to writing laws for the country. And the other person sitting there, instead of thinking, wow, you're fucking insane... Instead, they think, how can I do better than that? How can I be bigger than that? I've got to go one better. Right? It's actually worse than that, Jackie. Uh, If you consider all the facts of the situation, Kyle Rittenhouse is basically making Adolf Hitler his bitch, and he's burning black people right now in a basement underneath Washington, D.C. Back to you, sir. There you have it. The facts of the case for the murderous little white supremacist who, you heard it, is now burning bodies under Washington, D.C., where he wields power over the Congress because white supremacists are roaming around freely. Okay? Back to, back to you, Bob. <laughs> wow, thanks for that. Thanks for that authoritative analysis there. Jackie, on the beat, as always, bringing you the facts of the case
2: and the fact that he gets to walk the streets freely, it lets you know these people have access to instituting uh, laws. They represent the legislative branch of this country. What are we to make of (laughs) that?
1: Foggy in the chat. I can't wait to visit Kyle's secret moon base. (laughs) (laughs) And there would be fun parties to be had as well. Welcome
0: to the modern Republican Party. This is what these people want, and this is what a majority of white people vote for. When I say Mm -hmm. that a majority of white people are in favour of this kind of violence.
1: Okay, but but hear me out. (laughs) What if I was a white? What if I was a white person who is in favour of the kind of violence that's just you know looting designer stores? (laughs) What if I was in favour of that? What if, in fact, I was in favour of a cultural revolution? You know, aka kind of the nineteen fifties in China. What if I was in favour of that? What what would you say about it, capitalist pig? That's going to be my new approach to conversations now is every time I'm confronted with, because I like, I, you may not believe this or not, but if you do like a podcast, I know I'm only once a week now, but when it was more often, if you do a podcast and you're talking about politics and stuff, I really don't like talking about politics and shit with, you know, kind of randoms anywhere. There's maybe one or two people that I'll sit down and have like drinks and a political discussion with. And it's not that we necessarily agree about things, but it's because they can have a political discussion without becoming a fucking meltdown, right? Can disagree about shit and it's all very respectable and like, all right, then, jolly good show, off to bed we go, cigar lit, like that kind of vibe. But what I'm going to start doing from now on is when I come across somebody who's very pushy about their little ideals, their very progressive little progressive ideals, I'm going to out-progress them. I'm going to I'm going to go take their opinion and jump so far to the next conclusion that it will make them look like fucking Hitler in front of everyone. That's my new that's my new plan. If you're have if you're having a strategy to bring to Thanksgiving dinner, well then I'm going to have a strategy to fucking fight back. So let's develop it right now, shall we? If someone says they are in favor of refugees, tell them if they don't believe that um, everyone should go back to their own continents because. You know where white people are invaders in America. So if they if they're a progressive white person, tell them if they don't believe in going back to England, they're a fucking thief and they disgust you. Because <laughs> you just, just take what they believe and make it make it so extreme that they can't go along with you, and then call them a, a Nazi and a right wing in front of everyone. <laughs> Well, I think the rich should uh, pay their fair share. Really? I think the rich should be murdered and we should take their money and spread it to the poorest black people. Don't you agree, you fucking racist? (laughs) Oh, wait. So you want to perpetuate the status quo? You want to keep them in power? But you just want to take a little bit more of their tax, you fucking pussy. You don't even believe in the revolution. (laughs) See what they do. Fuck them. I mean, if you're not willing to take everything that the rich have and spread it around uh, the refugees, then I'm sorry, you're just a fucking lesser form of a Nazi, mate. So you know, live with it. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Winning
4: underscore TV tipped $5. Thank you, sir. Oh no, we get far right wing boogie tonight. Oh no. I was hoping for left wing boogie. I, I, I was, was left wing earlier. Mail to you. What are you talking when the about? world becomes a joke, I guess go with it. Yeah. Trust the Tron we deserve. Hashtag MP2024.
1: <laughs> Here is some joy for you. Okay, thank you for the joy. Let's see what Phil sent us.
2: trial as other trials but this in particular the fact that white supremacists roam the halls of congress freely and celebrate this little murderous white supremacist and the fact that he gets to walk the streets freely it lets you know these people have access to instituting uh laws they represent the legislative branch of this country what are we to make of that
0: welcome to the modern republican party This is what these people want, and this is what a majority of white people vote for. When I say that a majority of white people are in favour of this kind of violence, it is because a majority of white people consistently vote
1: Republican. I mean, look at what we're doing with all of this white power we have here. We're playing chicken songs, mate. (laughs) This is what we're doing with our institutional supremacy, okay, guy? We're playing clip. Isn't that a lovely pause? Look at that. Yes. (laughs) Karate chop.
0: Republican Party. This is what these people want, and this is what a majority of white people vote for. When I say that a majority of white people are in favor of this kind of violence, it is because a majority of white people consistently vote Republican you know, since the passage of the Civil Rights Act a majority of white people have voted Republican, right? So like, this is the party that they're supporting. A majority of white people pick judges like Bruce Schrader, the judge in the Kyle Rittenhouse case A majority of white <laughs> people do not support policies that would unpack and unroll so, and
1: reform See what we're doing there? So now we're linking the judge to white supremacists <laughs> <laughs> I knew it would happen at some point Thank you very much MSNBC, they never fail do they? They're probably my favourite. They're probably better than CNN. Because MSNBC tries really hard <laughs> to be professional, but they're still a bunch of cunts. Oh, yes. Well, let's keep on the theme, shall we? Because last week, ladies and gentlemen, remember we played the clip from a breakfast TV show here in Australia where it was it was called something like How to Deal with Your Unvaxxed Family Members. And again, you have been given advice from an expert of some such on how to, you know, manipulate your family members into saying things that you want them to say or how to lie to them that you don't want them there because they're unvaxxed without telling them directly, you know. How to kind of trick them into telling you what their vaccine status is. There was this kind of helpful advice that every good family needs, I think, from strangers uh, in the press. But it didn't stop there. Little did I know. This was sent through to the suggestion box in the Discord by one Jim n I think it was. And, and Jim and Foggy have been fucking superstars in the Discord. Because I legitimately was sitting here last night thinking to myself, man, I have got nothing. Again, because work's so different now and stuff, I've just got, like, far less time, but it's okay because it's a different shift and all that kind of stuff. But, so I'm, I'm sitting here last night, I'm like, God damn it, I have absolutely fucking nothing to talk about. <laughs> And then I jump into Discord and Foggy and uh, Jim have been, like, just fucking throwing shit in there every couple of days. I'm like, holy shit. Thank you. Thank you, boogers. Thank you, Foggy and Jim man And everyone else who sent stuff too, by the way. It's not just them. Before the show, Victor Von Schroom sent something. Kitty sent something. I've got tons of stuff to go through. It just depends on how far we want to go tonight. How late do we want to roll? You know. So... It didn't stop there. It wasn't the it wasn't only the Australians, ladies and gentlemen, who were, you know, promoting how do we manipulate our family members. Uh, the Canadians were, were in on the game too. Unvaxed loved ones. This is CTV News. Unvaxed loved ones. How to handle tense family gatherings over the holidays. All right, we can get some cross continental advice because maybe you know you're an American or a Canadian or. You know, not from my neck of the woods, not from round here. So maybe I made references in that Australian how to how to handle your unvaxxed family members over the holidays segment that you wouldn't understand. But now we've got something that's a little more local to you. You know, there's going to be snow and turkey and all that. All, all that other awful shit that you guys have over Christmas. <laughs> So this is helpful. This is good. Cross-continental advice, ladies and gentlemen, from the experts at CTV News. Let's have a look.
4: And for more, I'm now joined by Dr. Dale Kalina. He's an infectious disease physician at Joseph Brandt Hospital and joins me from Oakville. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
5: Great to be here. Now, I
1: can tell the host is about all that because she did the I'm about all that hair flick just as she was speaking. If you noticed it. She was doing the I'm all I'm all that's hot in here Up in this bitch I think that's the move
4: Kalina He's an infectious disease physician At Joseph Brand Hospital See that shit? <laughs> disease physician at Joseph Yeah
1: You all about that Ain't you girl?
4: Brand Hospital and joins me from Oakville. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. What have you here got to for us, here. Doc? All right, so before we get ta- started on talking about Ontario's numbers, I want to talk about that report that Creason just did about large venues being able to be at full capacity. I want to get your thoughts on that.
5: Wow, it, it is a big change. And I understand the frustration, particularly from restaurants uh, and and gyms. I, I think at the at the highest level, it's going to be important for all, uh, all levels of, of entertainment or public gathering to have the same limits.
1: Not to open up, remember? remember? Hey, I know an easy I know an easy way to figure out the limits. How about this? Whatever limit the business had before all this shit, make it that. <laughs> Wow, that's that's way too risky. <laughs> oh. But we could just we could just let people, you know, sort it out. It was you know, remember that piece we did, I don't know, like a couple of months ago. Well, they were like we need to educate you on how to, you know, let you go outside again. How how a business is going to open up and be covid safe. It's just like you don't need to educate people how to go to the beach. Just say it's okay out you go and they'll go. They'll figure it out. need advice they'll figure it out just let them go let them toddle off they'll work out the rest on the way no no what we need now is a 12 point COVID safety plan for the beach and we need to have people there enforcing it for your protection we're gonna have to spend two million dollars on drones (laughs) what is going on what are you doing just let them go to the beach again no 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 we're gonna to have to have patrols going around making sure everyone's masked at the beach. Isn't it kinda of dumb to be masked at the beach? Isn't that like fucking waterboarding somebody? No. It's for their protection.
5: You know, if you're going into a public space, particularly an indoor public space, my milf in the chat. Wow, but way to you sound practical.
1: Need- Are you trying to kill grandma? Of course I am. She had a coming. I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but modern developments in forensic science make it practically impossible to get away with murder. (laughs) I don't think this video is actually about... I want to see the advice about Thanksgiving. There's a little turkey behind him there. Gobble, gobble, gobble.
5: In the healthcare system right now, and that's where we need to be targeting. It's what's leading to the numbers that we're still seeing right
4: now. (sighs) Yeah, and Dr. Kalina, of course, it's Thanksgiving weekend here in Canada. Everybody's going to be getting together or want to get together with their friends and family. Really? First of all, should we expect to see a spike in cases after the long weekend?
6: Okay.
5: Provided we're doing what we know uh, is safe, so making sure that we're only gathering with people who are vaccinated.
7: <laughs> just <significant.
1: laughs> Okay, we're only gonna make sure that everybody's vaccinated. Only gather with people who we know are vaccinated, okay. <laughs> <laughs> the <fuck> are people? <laughs> Again, why 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 are people just allowed to make rules for everyone? Why is that happening? <clears throat> And why is it always guys like this okay okay so what everybody's so what we're gonna do over the holidays okay is make sure that we only gather with people who are in fact vaccinated okay okay oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> he looks very surprised just to be even on tv doesn't he okay I can't, I can't believe they're paying me for this okay
5: Making sure that if you have any sort of if symptoms you have or any exposed, sort of symptoms, you just okay. don't go to a gathering. Gathering. Uh, those are the oh. types of things that will prevent a surge in cases. And, and pour
1: another wine, Mum. You're double vaxxed. It's cool. You can drink and drive. This looks like a terrible lunch here. What, what are these people into? Mum's getting pissed. <laughs> Mum's. Mum's going to get fucking trashed. (laughs) Now, now that isn't a bottle of wine that they provided for the shoot. That's one that she snuck in in her handbag. (laughs) And when she's asked about it, she says... Something to the effect of, well, he can't hit me in public, so I'm getting drunk. <laughs> and the kids go, I love you, mum. And she goes, shut up, and throws the bottle at their head. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> she's getting pissed. That's how she's dealing with this little fucking, this little circus here with the cameras. and. Oh, they seem so natural. What a wonderful, happy family. Look, mum's getting drunk at 10.30 in the morning again. Isn't it nice? (laughs) Just make sure... Jimmy, throw a tarp over the pool table. Last time your mum drank before lunch, she perched up there and pissed all over the middle pocket. You can't have that again. (laughs) Took me a week to get the stain and the smell out. Remember how she tried to blame the cat? Yeah, I know. But we all saw her, didn't we? Yes. And Nana did, too.
5: Virgin cases, and that's here in Ontario particularly... What is that? That
1: looks, uh, but- that looks fucking miserable, whatever that yellow shit is. Is that just kind of mashed pumpkin?
5: Mm. Here in Ontario particularly...
1: The only... I'm sorry. The only way to eat pumpkin is roasted, and I will piss on all who disagree. I don't want mashed pumpkin not a fan. So if you're one of these sickos who mashes pumpkin or boils it, heaven forfend. Get the fuck out. (laughs) Roasted is the only kind of pumpkin that I'll accept here in this house, in this show. And I'm not even going to... I'm not even going to give up. Uh, You can do sweet potatoes. I'm not against sweet potatoes. I don't like them as much as normal potatoes, but you can do sweet potatoes. I like your Desiree potato. Your Desiree potato is like a like a kind of pinkish-reddish one that goes very, very soft and creamy when you boil it. Or roast it. What about pumpkin pie? I don't think I've ever had pumpkin pie. I don't think it's a thing here. I don't. Because we have pies, like, a pie for us is filled with fucking, like, meat and gravy and shit. That's our pie. Why would we put vegetables in there? (laughs) What are we, gay? (laughs) It's, it's usually like slow cooked beef or lamb or chicken, and you know, sometimes a little bit of vegetable, like maybe some peas or something in there, but lots of gravy, onion, mushroom, that kind of shit. That's what we throw in a pie. Pumpkin. Why are we throwing, why are we filling a pie with garbage? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. Foggy in the chat. Baked stuffed potatoes. I make them. Everybody makes them, <laughs> of course. But I love it. I love them with a bit of bolognese in there, or a little bit of kind of Hawaiian vibe. So like cube flash fried ham, pineapple, like lots of cheese and sour cream and chives and shit. That's that's the shit. That's the shit right there. Baked potatoes. Mm-mm. Kerry in the chat. Mmm, garbage pie. <laughs> Just like Mammy used to make. Some sweet old pumpkin garbage pie. <laughs> I don't know. I've never had pumpkin pie. I would try it. I imagine, the, I imagine the texture of the pie, the pumpkin pie, is probably quite pleasant. It's probably like cheesecake or something when you bake it all up, isn't it? Very kind of soft yet firm at the same time, which is something we all appreciate, as you know. Soft yet firm. I don't know anyone who has ever said they don't like soft yet firm, regardless of where the phrase is applied. And you can let your imagination do the work on that one. Okay. So there you have it. Uh, This one was sent through by Foggy. A little bit of sports news, ladies and gentlemen. As COVID-19 affects teams, frustration over NFL sceptics heats up, ladies and gentlemen. We've got some sceptics out there playing football can't have that you've all got to be true believers remember i fucking said to you how good are blm at marketing something they must have genius level pr executives i think Uh, within two years they turned the the colin kaepernick kneeling during the anthem thing they they completely turned it 180 and now it's kind of like you know you can be criticized if you don't kneel (laughs) like they've completely 180 the shit out of you And now it's just kind of uniform frustration over NFL sceptics heats up. They've even got the, you know, the vax vax thing is now part of the NFL conversation. And instead of, you know, two years ago, three years ago, whatever it was, where the conversation was, oh, we need to respect people's right to express themselves. (laughs) Right? Now that no longer applies. Now that's not allowed. No, 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 you will not express yourself. Expressing yourself is what Nazis do. Swear to God. Oh, you don't want to kneel for the anthem? Well, you're expressing yourself and you're expressing yourself in the same way a white supremacist would. Deal with it. That's how, and they've done that in two or three short years really quite breathtaking you've got to give them you've got to give people props if you don't respect how skilled these people are at turning narratives around on you like taking the shotgun out of your hands and putting it in your mouth instead if you don't respect how good they are at that you'll never beat them they'll always have it over you you must respect your opponent first Now, of course, you must also consider the fact that what I'm saying could well be a PSYOP. It could be disinformation. I could be just here to demotivate you. Who knows? So that way, so you're ripe for the picking when, you know, your annoying cousin comes over for Thanksgiving and starts to try and deprogram you, ladies and gentlemen. Because of that. Yes, more important battles than the fight over who should be allowed to play football are taking place in the national debate over COVID-19 vaccines. From the president asking the courts again Tuesday to reinstate a shot mandate, to service members seeking exemptions, to families deciding who gets to come to Thanksgiving dinner. I know, we just watched the video. But this country is still football crazy. And the vaccine argument is suddenly heating up in the NFL, suddenly, (laughs) just like that. The Dallas Cowboys, who face the Las Vegas Raiders Thursday, go into the traditional Thanksgiving Day game without their top receiver in Amari Cooper, who already missed Sunday's loss against the Kansas City Chiefs after testing positive for COVID-19. I'm not going to pretend to know who the fucking uh, NFL players are. I don't. But I'm going to assume that Amari Cooper is some kind of decent player one way or another because otherwise they wouldn't write an article about him. As an unvaccinated player, Cooper must miss uh, at least 10 days following a positive test because of NFL protocols, which differentiate the procedures for when vaccinated and unvaccinated players can return. It's all very complex, isn't it? And since the Cowboys are on a short week, the four-time pro bowler has no shot at playing in the holiday classic under the league's guidelines. So a mandatory two weeks sitting out now. That's good. To keep everybody safe during a game of fucking football. See, where CTE is a real concern, you know, players getting knocked out too many times during their career and they turn into dribbling vegetables in their early 40s. That's a real concern. Mandatory two weeks off for COVID, for not having a COVID vaccine. (laughs) Now get back out there and knock each other out again for our own amusement and advertising dollars. Teammates are sticking by Cooper's right to refuse the shot, but some fans, including former players, are livid. So here is uh, Michael Irvin, I think his name is. And again, I don't protect, I don't profess to know who fucking Michael Irvin is. He's apparently a former player, I guess, a pretty well-known one. They say he's in the Hall of Fame. Okay, good for him. And this is his opinion on this guy uh, not playing because of the Vax.
0: What do you make up of Mark Cooper not having his vaccine? Do you think he was selfish? Because he couldn't play yesterday?
8: You know, <laughs> did say selfish? I asked. No. I, I, I know, I, I know what, word, what word to put on. Yeah. But I'm absolutely hot about it. Hot about Are you it. I'm joking. We, I, I got a guy named Cedric Wilson catching passes who makes $2 million, Okay. And a guy named Noah Brown catching passes who makes $1 million. Yep. And, and I got a guy that makes $21 million $21 million. On the bench, or at home, not playing. Yeah. It's crazy. Our job as athletes yeah. is to try to remove any reason of not winning Super Bowl. That's why I condition, so that the fatigue ain't the reason that I lose a Super Bowl. Then, then, then that's why I go over plays yeah. a million times. So a mistake is not the reason I lose a Super Bowl. So you have to try to mitigate any issue that could cause you a game or a Super Bowl. And COVID is one of them. Oh. You go get vaccinated to try to mitigate it best you can. Now, you can still get it even after you get vaccinated, but it's a different percentage chance of you getting it right and i need you to get that different percentage chance yeah. i'm so hot at amari cooper for not being on that I, I, I...
1: i've got to be honest he has a point sorry sorry and it doesn't mean i agree it doesn't mean i agree with the premise of what he's saying but he does have a point and i'll, I'll tell you why i think he has a point because i have to i have to Because let's go back to. I know that people are going to say there's differences and they're going to point out the obvious differences and all that stuff. And I, you know, that's fine. But hear me out. We go back to the Colin Kaepernick situation, right? And at the time, I was saying that, um, you know, when people were asking, do you respect his right to protest? My reaction was, well, he's not protesting. And they would say, what do you mean? And I said, well, it's it's a it's theatre. It's a stunt. If he was protesting, he wouldn't play. That's what protesting means. You know, if you're protesting, then you're holding a sign out the front of the stadium saying don't support the racist whatever. He's not protesting anything. He's He's doing a stunt during the anthem and then he's continuing to play and he's continuing to earn a paycheck. <laughs> so it's not really a protest, but... Again, everyone back then was of the opinion that, well, you know, these sports teams, these people get paid a lot of money, and if if it's part of the company policy to stand during the anthem, then that's what you do, and if you don't like it, don't play. Well, it's kind of similar. I'm sorry, it is. Now, I, again, I don't agree with any kind of mandate or anything. I don't agree with uh, forcing people to take medicine, especially if they're healthy. <laughs> like, it doesn't make much sense to me. But whatever. Um... If if the team makes the policy that, you know, you should do this in order to play, then if you don't, then you don't play. It's Any other... Like, jobs will have, you know, these kinds of uh, restrictions on them already. And it doesn't mean that I agree with it, because I don't. I don't agree with it. But it's just a reality. And it would be hypocritical, I think, of me to say that, um, you know, somebody on one side, someone you know, doing a the you know, maybe doing a stunt or, you know, trying to express themselves is like, well, if the boss says that you have to do this and you have to do that but then on the other side, me flipping that around, I think it would be hypocritical. And ultimately I guess I'm it's easier for me to say that because I'm detached from the NFL. I don't really know who they are and I don't care. Right, So maybe if I was an NFL fan, I might feel differently about it, especially if I had like a fantasy football team or something and the guy was sitting on the bench because of COVID, then I'd be pissed. (laughs) So I understand those concerns as well. But this guy has a point. It's like we're paying you $21 million to play and if playing means you do this, then that's what we want you to do. So, and, you know, he can refuse, again, that's his right to say, no, thanks, no, that's not the way I want to roll, then, okay, whatever. But I think he has a right to be pissed about it, at least, especially if you're paying the guy, you know, what was it, 20 times what the next, what his replacement's getting paid. He's your big, if he's one of your star players, then you want him on the field. So that's just why he's pissed. I kind of of understand what he means. Yeah, Jim N-Word, It's not his fault they offered him twenty-one million. Of course not. Of course not. Um, you know. But I, I, I again, I understand um, the people who see it a different way. It's just like oh, I don't know. I think he's going to point. Not that I, I don't agree with it though. That's the problem. So I don't think it's good. I don't think it's a good idea. Uh, tell you what. Let's take a quick break because I need to refresh my beverage anyway. So we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we can do any number of things. We've got anti-vaxxers are trying to kill your babies. But you might have had enough of the vax stuff. I also have um robot waiters. <laughs> I There's another option too. We could also take a look at um, a woman who left her dash cam on when she dropped the car off at the mechanics and it recorded what the mechanics were saying about her and her car. Ooh. Which could be which could be interesting. So I'll let you ponder those, you know, potential directions for the second half of the program, ladies and gentlemen, during the very short break, from which we will return right after this. Emmelina, thank you for the (laughs) diamond.
3: I've been doing some looking into Boogie Bumper and his fancy voice there. Fancy Australian voice. Turns out, after a little bit of uh, scrutinizing in my uh, studio here, his voice is not natural. He uses uh, digital uh, tricks, studio magic, to make his voice sound deep uh, and low and nice. It's, it's actually not. It sounds like a high-pitched kind of uh, weaselly voice. And also the accent, fake. Uh, another Digital trick, studio magic. So sorry, Boogie, had to expose you, but it's, uh, you know, you've been riding too high for too long, sir.
8: It's pretty, it's so pretty. (laughs) We go go with Sizzler.
1: Ian Michael, glass art, head of the British Garage Door Repairers and Glassmakers Association, Lord Clarence Cobblepot. But well, I, I truly have uh, no uh, hesitations, it's just uh, Ian Michael is a visionary, uh, possibly the most uh, wonderful, talented glass maker we've ever seen you know, of this generation. Uh, uh, I recommend him to all of our, our, our service members and all of our, our union members, we require only the best in quality. Ian Michael Glass Art, not just dildos and butt plugs. Do you suffer
9: from mass hysteria, not knowing whether to wear a mask or not? Do you suffer from caranoia, constantly in fear of Karens? Do you suffer
0: from anti-laughing, the inability to laugh and smile no matter what happens to you? Well,
9: <laughs> it's Child Worthington here with Cha Money Live, where you can have a chahoot and of a good time. We have everything from current events to a chasourcing of a karen, where these chickens just be going chug crazy It's off the hint. We even got Karens jumping off of trailers! We got Karens going to crazy over french fries! We even have Karens that think they have the force! It's insane over here in China. So I appreciate you. Come on down. We got the phone lines. They're always open.
2: We'd love to have you
0: effects may include business lack of oxygen, dizziness, derailed laughter, and inability to shield off currents. Come within six feet of your senses, expansion of the mind due to the overload, factual information about fake news, confidence of black bullshit in your life, and the ability to become based. For instance, hopefully with these symptoms, please contact the trauma heat hotline immediately or seek your closest book friend. May be able to calm you during your time transition from sleep to wake.
10: The best way to describe Boogie Bumper is that he is a left-wing socialist criminal who should not be allowed to have any influence over anybody.
3: This, Justin! The global officials that can help all, also known as Got You, have now banned all boogieing and boogie related movements worldwide. Public safety is the main concern, they say, and people are reminded that boogieing is contagious. Anyone caught boogieing will be dealt with in the harshest terms, police have reported. All right, This world can
10: get you down. There's a one thing you can do. You gotta get back up and shake it all around No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie it Come on, everybody boogie bop tonight No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie it Come on, everybody boogie bop
1: tonight No one's gonna tell me how to boogie it Come on, everybody boogie bop tonight Come on Second the so show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Thank you for joining us Friday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast Let's get right back into it, shall we? Um, contributions, some contributions from the Discord. People dropping shit in the overnight box. I think this one came from Fog. Thank you, Fog. I need more gas, says Burnaby Driver, blatantly ignoring fuel restrictions. Apparently there's some fuel restrictions going on. This is where Jim n and Foggy live in Canada. Somewhere in British Columbia. Or somewhere near where they live. I don't know. So this is happening over there. This is far too cheerful music. We need some... We need some all the gas is running out music. That's better. What are we going to do? Oh, no. I don't know. Where will we go? I need gas to get to work. Oh, no. It's a tragedy. Oh. Some Burnaby refused... (laughs) This is the subheading. Some Burnaby refused to follow the rules. (laughs) Hey. people who f- refuse to follow the rules are the white supremacists. The real rebels are the people who follow the rules. That's how we overturn the status quo, yay! The reaction of drivers in Burnaby, Burnaby and beyond to the BC gas restrictions was predictable, but it's incredible when you see it happen up close. Drivers lined up at some gas stations as they rushed to, ahem, get their fill. And actually, ahem is written in the article, I'll have you know. That wasn't me ad-libbing. That wasn't me doing improv. No, no, they wrote it that way. Drivers lined up at some gas stations as they rushed to, ahem, get their fill after being told they could only buy 30, 30 litres at a time. 30 litres at a time okay okay you can only sir i'm sorry you can only buy 30 liters at a time at a time okay getting there my canadian needs a little work my canadian is better than any canadian doing australian though so suck a dick (laughs) suck a dick okay sir you can only buy 30 liters at a time okay Drivers lined up at some gas stations as they rushed to ahem, get their fill after being told they could only buy 30 litres at a time. Friday night was going show, <clears throat> was a going show in many parts of Metro Vancouver. Vancouver. And some people posted on social media about certain stations actually running out of gas. Who would have thought? And so I went to see for myself on Saturday morning. <laughs> this is this is quite beautiful, this story. So this the journo is about to He's he's about to regale you with a story, a personal anecdote, okay? This is something that happened to him. (laughs) And he tells the story so passionately and so vividly, I fell in love with it and I'm sure you will too. Friday night was a gong show in many parts of Metro Vancouver and some people posted on social media about certain stations actually running out of gas. And so I went to see for myself on Saturday morning. I parked at a gas station on Hastings and watched people and watched as people filled up. After the drivers left, I would check the pumps to see if they had kept their purchase to 30 liters. Listen to what this person is doing. So this person does not work for, you know, the gas company or anything. <laughs> this person is just a busybody blogger who is <laughs> who is just taking it upon them, They've deputized themselves, right? In the fight against, um, you know, freedom. They've just become a foot soldier. And they are now taking time out of their own personal time out of the day to just randomly head to a gas station and start monitoring people. (laughs) There are some very sick and strange individuals living amongst us, ladies and gentlemen. There really are. So I guess it's good content then. So we're we're monitoring people, (laughs) checking how much fuel they're buying, okay? This is what we're doing on our Saturday morning here. And so I went to see for myself on Saturday morning. I parked at a gas station on Hastings and watched people as they filled up. After the drivers left, I would check the pumps to see if they had kept their purchase to 30 litres. Out of 30 drivers, just six kept their purchase to 30 litres. (laughs) Just six. Most went over the amount, despite the signage, that had been posted right on the pump. This person is so, so much a simpleton that they really do believe... You know how we joke about how many fucking signs we have to put everywhere? Danger, danger, danger. And it's like, come on, people can figure it out. A sign is not going to stop somebody climbing into the fucking bear enclosure. (laughs) You know? But that's how these very simple people think. They think that if they stick a sign above that thing, that everyone will just do what the sign tells them because that's what they do. That's the way they think. And they assume everybody thinks the same. And if you don't think the same, it's because you have a problem, not them. Out of the 30 drivers, just six kept their purchase to 30 liters. Most went over the amount despite the signage that had been posted right on the pump. (laughs) Now this this is the best part. One guy driving a large SUV was pumping a lot of gas, and so I wandered by and pointed to the sign. He's doing that. He's getting involved now in your day. <laughs> Imagine just walking past a neighbour and like just policing the the policing the rules that you have not been deputised to police. You're just just deciding to work for free on behalf of the government. What a weirdo. (laughs) What a freak. (laughs) Mate, why don't you go home or something? Isn't it unsafe to be outside during COVID anyway? Go home. Do everyone a favour. But no, it's got to be down there making sure people follow the rules. Okay, so the story continues. Out of 30 drivers, just six kept their purchase to 30 litres. Most went over the amount despite the signage that had been posted right on the pump. One guy driving a large SUV was pumping a lot of gas, and so I wandered by and pointed and pointed to the side asking if he knew about the restrictions. He told me to fuck myself and went back to pumping gas. <laughs> Classics never die for a reason. They're timeless. And just just a simple you don't have to get into it like a very in-depth debate about satan worshipping pedophiles or anything. You can just just tell someone to go fuck themselves. <laughs> I've got it. To... One guy driving a large SUV was pumping a lot of gas, and the fact that he noted it was a large SUV that also points to the fact. So he already didn't like SUV guy from the start because I imagine he's very conscious about the environment and he probably thinks SUVs are, you know, destroying the planet, right? That's why he mentioned large SUV in the description. Otherwise, what difference would the car make unless he's trying to paint you as a certain kind of person? That see, that's see, you see, my young, my young Padawan. That's how bias works, right there. That's a little bit of your bias showing. Everyone's got one. You'll Don't worry, you'll figure it out. <laughs> one, one guy driving a large SUV was pumping a lot of gas. And so I wandered by and pointed to the sign, asking if he knew about the restrictions. So he walks by this guy, just minding his own business, filling up his car, goes, "Oi," or something like that. Hey, hey mate. <laughs> And you look at him and he points to the sign and he goes, "Do you know about the current restrictions, mate or?" And the guy pumping, the guy pumping fuel into the SUV looks at him and says, "Go fuck yourself."
7: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go fuck yourself. And that's it. Then it's done. It's finished. There's no coming back. There's no discussion. There's no debate after go fuck yourself. Just go fuck yourself. The person will always just go okay and walk away. It's so when you try to mean they take advantage of you trying to be polite to them. I've noticed as well. So if someone's going to launch into you about some fucking government restriction or something, it, trust me, it's not worth being polite even. It's just you just let them get it out. Don't don't do anything you say, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause if you try to be polite and say something like, Well, I don't really agree, but you know, I respect your right to your opinion, but if you even have one little hill, they will expect you to die on it because they're miserable fucking people. Miserable. One guy driving a large SUV was pumping a lot of gas and so I wandered by and pointed to the sign asking if he knew about the restrictions. He told me to go fuck myself and went back to pumping gas. I need more gas, said the rude driver. I don't care what they say, they can't force me to play ball. <laughs> now this is the author's response. And I quote, Yikes! Yikes. That's right. For the you know, for the keen observer of this program, you will know that he is in fact he has now metamorphosized into daffy duck. Yikes. Off <laughs> and fuck Was that Daffy? I don't know which one. That was. Don I think that was Donald. From flock Donald Duck. So he's now transitioned into Donald Duck. Yikes, he says. That is some entitlement amid a crisis <laughs> caused by mass flooding, caused by climate change. In response, drivers suddenly said to themselves, hey, I'm going to drive more. This person is a moron. <laughs> but a fantastic little little piece there wonderful stuff uh this was sent through by jim any vaxxers want to kill your baby stage a coup and cause another lockdown (laughs) (laughs) yes yes people are hypercritical of the uk tabloids i love the uk tabloids man i was over there for a little bit not much not long But one of the things that I love to do was like whenever we were in a different city or something is grab the local paper. I love doing that because I'm like, I want to see what these cunts are talking about. (laughs) (laughs) And I love the tabloids because it's ridiculous, because it's so over the top, because and it's unashamedly so. See, the tabloids don't pretend to be unbiased. They they wear their bias proudly, you know, and they just go for it. (laughs) But, you know, the difference between them and the American ones is the American corporate media pretends to be, you know, objective, unbiased facts when it's not. And that's the insult. People don't even really care that you don't agree with them. They dislike the fact that you're fucking dishonest about it. That's what they don't like. It's the fact that you tell them that you're objective and unbiased when everybody can see that you're clearly not. So if you just stop the act, everyone will get on fine. It's you. You're the problem we need an intervention for the corporate media we need to sit them down and have all of us sitting around them and saying you know we used to believe in you but now you're letting us down you know you're, you're too addicted to the agenda man you've got to let it go you're hurting everyone around you you know you're gaslighting people it's got to stop <laughs> we want you back the way you used to be the you know the, the trustworthy the reliable the the not calling for you know Race wars on television, type before that. Is there a way back? Maybe there isn't a way back. Maybe we've just got to put, you know, grandpa corporate media out to the uh, retirement pastures. Maybe we just have to get all of our news from Keemstar from now on. You know, people will get along a lot better. As you know, his race policy is very, very uh, thorough, covering all the bases. Anti-vaxxers want to kill your baby, stage coup and cause another lockdown. Imagine if the Taliban was targeting the NHS for destruction. Picture someone determined to live in the 14th century and drag you, your family, and democracy back there too. That kind of feels like what's happening though, doesn't it, already? (laughs) See, see, they're accusing you, the anti-vaxxer, of trying to drag people back into the 14th century, and yet you feel like that's what's happening to you. Isn't it curious? Isn't it so funny how the thing's reflected? You know? Like, it's like the thing that they're doing almost is, you know, what they're saying you're doing. Weird, weird stuff going on. So strange. It's what you'd expect from the Taliban, isn't it? The article continues. And it is reasonable to say promoting those ideas, forcing them on others or joining such a group of fatally thick knuckle draggers, I will appreciate any reference to a knuckle dragger. It's one of my favourite words. I'm, I'm, I'm a quite a fan of uh, the term knuckle dragging rock ape. <laughs> I think it just sums up perfectly sometimes. But they've gone for the thick knuckle draggers, which is okay too. Forcing them on others or joining such a group of fatally thick knuckle draggers is likely to kill people that it should be a crime. So we should start criminalising the anti vax now. We should start treating them like criminals. This is getting good, isn't it? Let's arrest them preemptively. How about we make that a rule? So anyone who refuses the vax, we just put you in a camp and then you'll live there forever until you get the vax. I mean, don't you think that'll keep everybody safe? Don't you think that'll keep all the vaccinated people safe out there? See, there you go. There's one that you can use when you're trying to out-progress your progressive friends at Thanksgiving. See? When someone says, well, I think the restrictions should be in place for the people who aren't vaccinated, why should they be allowed to enjoy the same freedoms as the rest of us? And you go, yeah, you know what, though? That's probably not even good enough. I think we should take all the unvaccinated and put them in a camp in the middle of the desert. And we should patrol it with, you know, health officials and police to make sure they don't get out. And let's just say to them, look, you will live there in that camp in the desert, the prison, until you agree to be vaccinated and then you can be a safe member of society. Like, don't you think that's like, give more, gonna be more protection for all of us? Don't you think that's better? Or do you not, or do you think COVID should just kill everyone or something? Just throw it back in their face like that. (laughs) Say they're not extreme enough in their own beliefs to be considered seriously as a progressive. Out-progressive them. Watch them collapse. Okay, so... Yanny Vaxxers want to kill your babies. (laughs) Uh, We have to have a look at this. Now, this one slipped through the net and I had no idea that this was on here until, like, kind of late last night when I was just kind of flicking through Twitter. Incidentally... Uh, this video is from a current affair. It's called Thai restaurant employs robot waiters to combat Aussie staff shortages. So now we are we are bringing in the robot workers because we don't have enough humans.
5: <laughs> Some might
10: say that I'm a loner,
3: but I just call.
1: Oh, no, we can't hire enough people to do the jobs. I guess we'll have to give the robots a job instead. <laughs> okay. This sounds good. Now, this video, which is called Thai restaurant employees robot waiters to combat Aussie staff shortages. I, I, I'm going to assume that you're all familiar with YouTube's recent rule changes in regards to dislikes being shown on videos. If you're not... YouTube no longer shows dislikes on videos. It's pretty straightforward. So now it becomes kind of a fun little game to see what actually is happening with the video. So this video has twenty, nearly, let's call it 25,000 views. It's 24-7, right? So it's got about 25K views. Uh, the comments are turned off. It is called Thai restaurant employs robot waiters to combat Aussie staff shortages and it has, out of 25,000 views, it has 301 likes. Now, where do you think the ratio is on this one? (laughs) 25,000 views, 300 likes. How many dislikes do you think would be showing on this video, which also has the comments turned off? See, this is authoritative content. Paper thin. I bet you it's more than 300. <laughs> Curbshifter can still see downvotes in EU. Can you really? There you go. All right, let's see. <coughs> As someone points out in the chat, let's see the R2D2 downgrade. The rice man.
4: We know the hospitality industry is strong. Everyone's struggling. We know the yeah. hospitality industry is struggling to... F-
1: be, be, because of the fact that you did the COVID thing. Industry
4: is struggling to find workers, but are robots really the solution? One Melbourne restaurant thinks so and has put Bella on its books. But <sighs> would you tip this waitress?
1: It's also fun and quirky and clearly. I mean, would you tip this waitress? We all know the hospitality industry is going through a crisis. That's why we're rolling out, you know, cyberdyne systems to take care of the situation.
4: Breakfast,
10: Breakfast, sir. Beneath one of Melbourne's famous city laneways, yep. you'll find Duty Pai Dang Thai restaurant. Duty Pai Dang. Inside, Sounds the good. kitchen is as busy as any other city spot, uh-huh. with hardworking chefs stirring, slicing, mm. sizzling, and sizzling, frying. 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 But it's All my the favorite way the things. food is delivered that's filling up the tables at Duty. With Bella, the robot, leading the <laughs> waitstaff, gliding the aisles with their own soundtrack.
1: Here they come. The robots way. are taking your jibs.
10: No, never grow, up. Never
1: grow
2: up. up is just a bit fat trap. They even
1: they even give this soulless little device a nice little, you know, cute little kitty face, don't they? <laughs> Why do they have to make it look like things? Beep beep.
10: It's part of a 21st century. Oh god! Does it play the song the whole
1: time? It's walking around. That would be annoying. Hey, oh, can we get this? Can we get the football game on this thing? Or (laughs) yeah, can you put it on the screen there? Just let it make it stand still, will you?
10: Robot leading the waitstaff, gliding the aisles with their own soundtrack. It's part of a 21st century ordering process that may represent the future of dining. The
1: future of dining is robots bringing you food. (laughs) Sounds fucking horrible, (laughs) (laughs) mate. Hey,
7: look. I know
1: then, while we're at it, why don't we just have the robots fucking make the food as well? Why don't we do that? I can't wait to have the robot bring me my stuff. The automated process begins before the robot
10: even arrives. Accessing the menu and ordering the food
1: is all <laughs> well done. Victor von Schroom in the chat. Boogie, how long until a drunken Aussie tries to ride this thing like a rodeo bull? <laughs> he, he just comes back, but he's just sitting on top of it as it as it drives around, putts around, eating someone else's dinner. Yeah, this thing works pretty good. <laughs> How many people will be just, like, fucking throwing shit at it? And kids, I mean, kids are going to be a nightmare. Their kids will be jumping in front of it and getting in its way. And, God, I hope there's a lawsuit at some point. Maybe maybe it runs over a little kitty finger or something. Slices it off. That'd be fun. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hurt you. Please don't kill me. With your smartphone. Okay, so you...
10: The request when then travels you're through you're cyberspace <laughs> to the kitchen oh where God. the meals are prepared and loaded onto Bella. The table number is keyed in and off goes this programmed cyber server with a 10 kilogram loading tray and sensor technology that avoids obstacles.
1: And I mean, it's just, it's so great because we can avoid even more human contact with one another, isn't it? Like we can just become more and more isolated. We can become isolated now in public places like restaurants where you will be there with other people around you but you won't be there with them you see what i you see what i'm saying here you'll be in your own kind of little bubble where you don't talk to anyone you don't deal with anyone you scan in you scan in your qr code when you get to the front door of the restaurant you scan in the the corresponding qr code to the menu item you want and then beep 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 a little robot brings you food <laughs> The the money comes straight out of your account and it's logged against your social credit system. So, you know, if you uh, give the restaurant a good review, then you'll earn a couple of credit, a couple of XP points on Twitter, uh, which can be used for a discount on a strange Japanese soda next time you come back for a robot meal. See how it works. We're all about engagement and because, you know what? Because we believe in engagement, where people have never been so connected. That's why we want you sitting isolated and talking to robots when you come to our restaurant. We don't want you to have a connection to any real human being when you eat here. It's just between you, the food, and the machine. And the machine will tell you what to eat.
10: Oh, get it.
1: And there it is. There it the is. Say so simple. Over. And right now. Yep. I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining because As I've got enjoy- no one to complain to. How do we get the robot's attention when it's kind of walking around? Like, what if you want another beer? Hey. What does it answer to? Or do I have to... Do I have to call it over with my iPhone? One <laughs> At some point... We are talking about a place in Melbourne. At some point, someone is just going to wander in off the street, pick up the robot and put it under their arm and walk away with it. Someone will steal it at some point. Because it's Melbourne. (laughs) Someone will just go in there and and pick it up off the floor and just walk out. (laughs) Throw it in the back of a ute and put a blanket over it. And then off they go, never to be seen again.
10: The first of a few dishes to be delivered by
1: <laughs> Becca in the chat. The Jetsons is coming true. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so because if it's not the gestu- if it's not the Jetsons, then it's going to be like something far worse. It's going to be Demolition Man or Terminator or you know whichever dystopian nightmarish future you can imagine. It's going to be one of them. I would much prefer the Jetsons. Because we can have, you know, robot maids and zip around to work. We can go to our job at Spacely Sprockets in our little space car. That'll be fun. There'll be moments. There's moments of family goodness in the Jetsons. So let's hope, of all the dystopian futures, that that's the one we end up in more than anything. God, let that be true. So we've got little Rosie here bringing the food.
10: The robot, we sat down for a chat with Bella's sat boss. Sat down for a chat. <laughs> well, burn yes. cheers because your restaurant's back open and the whole yeah. town's talking about He's it. He's very Thank excited. <laughs> Boone explains that Bella came to him via a robotics company.
1: <laughs> <to> a... <laughs> I always wonder why they do that. So we sit, we've sit. we just sit down with Bern. I think, he, is his name Bern?
10: <laughs> Boone explains that Bella Boone, came...
1: Boone, Bern, I think it's Bern. Okay, so here we are sitting down with Bern. Okay, everyone say, hi, Bern. <laughs> Bernie, is it Bernie? I'm guessing Bernie. Hi, Burn. Hi, Bern. So we sit down with Bern, He's like, "Hi, hello," and he's like, "Burn will explain to you that he's done this because." Well, hang on. Why didn't Burn just explain though? Why are you explaining for Burn? <laughs> it's like the classic bit in The Simpsons, right? And he's like, "Just ask this scientist. Uh, he'll tell you that everybody needs to eat meat in order to survive." <laughs> Hi, Burn. <laughs> We're here with Bern who created this place. Hi, Byrne will tell you that... (laughs) Oh, really? Why didn't he just tell me, though? Why are you telling me?
10: Over. And right now, I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. As we enjoyed the first of a few dishes to be delivered by Robot, we sat down for a chat with Bella's boss, Boone Lowe.
4: Well, Boone, cheers. Boone. I think
10: thing it's is your Restaurants back open, and the whole town's talking about it. You. in the <laughs> chat.
1: We don't let the Asians talk. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I think he's got a point.
1: Very rarely do we let the Asians talk, unless they're one of the adorable ones like Sam Pang. <laughs> then he can he can do whatever he wants. But everyone else must be seen and not heard, and working in some kind of accounting role. I think that's I think that's the way Australians deal with them, <laughs> more or less.
10: Boone explains that Bella came to him via a robotics company who are keen to trial the technology in Melbourne. How long has Bella been working for you? Three weeks approximately. Three and does weeks. she ever ask for annual leave? No, she doesn't. Just electricity.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think Boone is adorable and I'll tell you why. Because Boone is so happy and so excited to be on the television. It's, it's oozing out of his paws. He can't help it. He's so... <laughs> he's so pumped about this. <laughs> <laughs> he is so excited to be there. And I, like, I can't take that away from him, you know? That would be like telling a kid that there's no Santa Claus. So I can't. I can't steal that innocence. He's he's so excited to be there that these things are just coming out of his mouth and he doesn't even know why. <laughs> and it's obvious.
9: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, just electricity. <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a, like a cliched uncle in a in a lampoon's movie. Ah, the shitter is full. <laughs> Do they take annual leave? Not nope, just electricity! Heck, 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 heck! And I love him.
10: Robotics company, who are okay. keen to trial the technology in Melbourne. How long has Bella been working for you? Three weeks, approximately. And does she ever ask for annual leave? No, she doesn't, just electricity. <laughs> <laughs>
7: <laughs>
1: fantastic i love Boone. good on him (laughs) just charge me up (laughs) good on him get rid of those get rid of those worthless humans as quickly as possible
10: free life can power the 55 kilogram robot for 24 hours but Boone admits this wasn't something he'd considered really? until COVID changed his business forever. We
0: used to operate from lunch to dinner, seven days a week, and we find that being more and more
10: difficult, not just finding people, but making it worthwhile for us. So this
0: I is I mean,
1: he's, he's got a point. The, the wages fucking kill these it's people. Being helpful.
10: Bella is leased for the margins 50- are so
1: small, you know, in restaurants and stuff. That the, Every every dollar is fucking you know very carefully chased. It's ridiculous. and
10: sixty dollars a day.
1: Yeah, they're lucky if they like. They're lucky if they make money one day a week, and that one day a week has to cover all of the rest of the time.
10: They work from um, six to the end of the night
0: without complaint. Yeah, <laughs> we don't know if they do. They might
10: speak binary. <laughs> Hey! Uh, whatever <laughs> language Bella might speak, the customers only have good things to say yeah, about good this things. Android attendant. This
9: is my first time yes. to experience the robot. Yeah, it's, it's very good and <laughs> convenient.
1: <laughs> convenient, it's always convenient. Is it more convenient though? Because now, in, instead of just sitting here and telling someone what I want, now I have to now I have to put the information into a fucking app in the restaurant. I've got to scan in. You know, it doesn't. I don't think it is more. Con- Why does everyone keep telling me that this is so much more convenient when clearly it's not? Am I going fucking mad? No, it's the children who are wrong. Why do they keep trying to tell us that this is so much more convenient? I'm like, wait, more convenient than a human being just writing down what I want and bringing it to me? How is this more convenient? I didn't I had to download the fucking app. <laughs> had to had to show grandma how to use her phone. She doesn't know what she's doing. She kept asking me to, to call the, the little Asian girl over to take our order. <laughs> And I said, Mum, you can't say that. The robots might hear you. What robots? Oh, my God. Have you downloaded the app yet, Nana? What's an app? (laughs) Not WhatsApp, you silly old bag. (laughs) How is this more convenient? Pull the other one. It plays Jingle Bells. Alright.
4: When Megan dropped...
1: Let's have a look at this. Now, I haven't watched this I have not seen one second of it All I know is the title of it And uh, unlike the previous video This video has 6,000 likes As opposed to the last one that had 300 About the robot waiters And this one is apparently about a woman Who is horrified after checking the dash cam Following a trip to the mechanic So I wonder what the mechanics were saying about her I mean, I don't wonder I kind of (laughs) know I kind of know without seeing a second of footage. And every single man who is in the audience right now also knows what they were saying without seeing a second of footage, don't you? You know what it was. And I think, you know, the is gonna kind of feign, they're gonna kind of feign to be kind of surprised and outraged at the same time over the things they heard. But if they're being honest deep down, they know what was said. And I think we all do too. So let's have a
5: look.
4: When Megan dropped her beloved little car at the mechanics' was in safe hands. <laughs> little did she know her service involved fanging around the streets and oh, a yeah. Macker's drive through. Hey, Luckily I, I for Megan, knew it they was did all caught shit. on her dash cam.
6: it's a disrespect to. The vehicle and myself you know it's not yours to just play around and have fun with you know you've got no reason to even be doing that on a test drive is this what you do to all
9: your clients cars like no, you just take them all. as your own and not there's even all. a point where
1: he is off his tits this guy look at this look at he is high as fuck <laughs> <laughs> oh no that's a shitty day man. that's a shitty day look at this so this guy, he's a mechanic, you know, he probably smokes billies while he's at work, which, all right, man, mechanic, some mechanics are better when they do shit like that, to be brutally honest. Let's not all be fucking nerds. And let's admit that I've, I've known many mechanics who are like, yeah, whatever, smoke it, it, you know, it helps them focus, it steadies their hands, whatever. They're, they're better with it than they are without it. So there's plenty of that going on. So, so, you know, he's a mechanic. He he looks high as a fucking kite. Next thing you know, the cameras are there because they just show up, right? They just show up at his workplace and then zoom. Bang, camera in your face, person sticking microphone in your face, lights in your face. It's like your worst nightmare (laughs) for this guy. Daryl with the diamond, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for joining us, Daryl. Good news. Took me entire show, boogie. 030 to. R oh no, he beat one of my fucking times. The cunt. For those who aren't uh, aren't aware, myself and Daryl have been engaged in a little like trading of personal best times on different tracks on Forza Five Horizon, ladies and gentlemen. Which is a it's a free to, free to play game. Thanks to ex- thanks to Bill Gates. Fucking big ups for Bill Gates. <laughs> My nigga.
7: <laughs> Bill Gates
1: and Microsoft. They're like, yeah, fuck it, just let everyone play it. And it's it's such an insanely fun game, it's ridiculous. It's like playing it's like playing a game like you're a kid again, like the first when the first need for speed came out. Remember that shit? That's what it feels like. Your heart will actually race when you're trying to beat someone's time and stuff because it's it's a really good game. Trust me. It's it's so ridiculously fun. You don't even have to like racing games. It's open world and it's, you know, it's a racing game obviously, but it's very arcadey, so it's easy to get into and it's just ridiculously fun and ridiculous and stupid and fun at the same time. So we've been trading PB's and it looks like Daryl just got one, so giving me some homework to do. So here we have this guy who I think is clearly uh, high and he's been done going through Maccas in people's cars, going for test drives. I, I imagine booting the shit out of it too, like getting it sideways and stuff. <laughs> Which, again, let's be honest here, press one in the chat if you assume, if you have a you know an okay or what looks to be like a fun car. You know, let's say you got like a little four-cylinder turbo or something like that, right? And you have to take it to the mechanic. Press one in the chat if you assume the mechanic will, you know, take it sideways and see how fast it goes on the back roads in the industrial area. Or press two in the chat if you think that they'd never do stuff like that. Which one are you? One or two? One if you assume they do it. Two if you're like, how dare they? of course look at this you're all adults you're all adults here this is a very adult audience every it's just wall-to-wall ones if you're listening to the podcast wall-to-wall ones so everyone just assumes that the mechanic is going to take it for a fucking spin and when i say spin i mean spin but hey you know just don't fuck anything if you do fuck something just fix it so i don't notice (laughs) okay that's all we ask I thought we asked Cabaret has to be the spoiler too. Can somebody please ban Cabaret from the chat? I I liked that 100% consensus, uh, consensus and you fucking ruined it, Cabaret. You're a ruiner. You're worse than the Thanksgiving Day ruiner herself. I assume the worst about all mechanics. Well, then you're a one, mate. You're a one, <laughs> not a two. <laughs> I just got it. Then what are you voting for, dickface? <laughs> You walked in and just voted. <laughs> and then when I call you out on your vote, you're like, hey, I just got here. It's like, well, hang on. What'd you vote for then, fucker? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Oh. <laughs> so this mechanic, he's high as a... High as a everybody. Goofballs. And he's taking customers' cars for a run, for a little spin. And down to Macca's, get yourself a fucking Happy Meal, mate. Yeah, don't eat in the car, though. It's not ours, all right. We've got to treat it with respect. Uh, (laughs) Out of the Macca's car park, with a couple of Macca's trays under the back wheel, handbrake on. It's a front wheel drive. Let's have a party. Uh, Out onto the street. Fuck it. Test drive.
9: Is this what you do to all your clients' cars? Like you just take them as your
1: own? Not at all. And it's not a great position to be doing an interview, is it? I mean, it doesn't look very comfortable, kind of half leaned. They got him at a really good time. He's half leaned over the driver's seat. He's smashed off his face, clearly. He's like, oh, not at all, man. No, nah, no, nah, we don't do it all the time, you know? Like, no, nah, man, not at all.
9: and There's not even a point where you not say to all, your child, man. oh, it's not ours, so just be careful. So really? you know what you're doing is wrong.
1: No. No. This
9: is a story about love and betrayal.
1: <laughs> oh, God bless the current affair. It's just so stupid. <laughs> this is a story about love and betrayal. <laughs> I hope they have fun doing it, because if you if you didn't have fun doing this kind of show, then it would be a nightmare to do. But as long as you enjoy it and you embrace the like ridiculous kind of cheesy aspect of what this show is, then I I'm sure you have a fucking good time. Getting paid, it's pretty cruisy work, you know. Go for it.
9: But for twenty one year old Megan Bolton, this it's, isn't if, an issue If she's with taking a boy- if she
1: did that and that's why it's so hard to tell sometimes. If this reporter took that seriously and if she really meant that, like this is a story of love and betrayal, then I feel sorry for her. If she said this is a story of love and betrayal sarcastically and this is all kind of a sarcastic uh, approach to it, then I say fucking good luck to you. (laughs) But who knows which is the correct one? I don't. I've got no idea. Who knows anymore? Because the people who are taking the piss are just as, um, you know, just as obviously taking the piss as the people who aren't obviously taking the piss
9: about love and betrayal but for 21 year old megan bolton this isn't an issue with a boy it's about her car <laughs> the ford focus rs limited edition is her pride and joy it's a
1: pretty it does look like a nice pretty tidy little focus i don't mind those little ford focus rally cars those little turbos the little five cylinder ones as well that came out i don't know Maybe oh eight oh nine or something like that. They were really nice. So yeah, okay. So she's got a little hot hatch, okay.
9: So she claims when she discovered her mechanic had taken it for multiple joy rides, she was heartbroken. <laughs> oh,
6: I was, I was crying. For it's days. like it's
1: like it's like her car has been raped by the mechanic. She's finding it hard to love the car again. I reckon, don't you? I reckon she's seen, and you know what? I kind of understand what it, I imagine it would feel terrible. So she's what it would be like seeing the video of the people who raped your wife or something, right? If you really love the car, let's be honest here, people marry lamps now, so loving a car, people have always done that, and it's nothing wrong with it. People get married to jumbo jets now, so let's not pretend that this is some kind of weird quirk. She just loves her car, it's her, it's her toy, it's her boy. To her little baby all right and then she she gets this dash cam footage and the, i reckon the mechanics got it sideways and, you know just really flogging the ass off it right just really thrashing the absolute cunt out of this thing <laughs> and now she's had it dropped off and she's watched the footage and it's not the same it feels like you know her her baby has been violated and she doesn't Although she wants to comfort the car, she doesn't want to touch it either because it feels dirty because <laughs> someone did this to you. Someone has, you know, deflowered you in front of my eyes. I think it's true. I
6: was crying for days. Like, that is my pride and joy, and he just absolutely mistreated it.
1: <laughs> Megan
6: Bolton
9: loves cars, but none more so than her own.
1: Okay. I worked well, really that's hard. Well, pretty much, that's a general, you know, Look, I love cars, but um, I love Ferrari more than my Ford. And the Ford looks at you like, "Mm, Shut up back there. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) Stupid Ford. You were an accident. Mm. Mm. Megan loves cars, but none as much as her own. Yeah, it's pretty much everyone.
6: For it, I it's. I've always wanted a car like this before, and when it came up, it was the first thing I wanted. I do everything for it. I, I barely drive it. I garage it. I look after it. I spend all my spare money on it.
1: That should probably drive it though, if you. Yeah, you know, that is ultimately the point of it. <laughs> you know I mean? And you're missing out. Like, see, see. I, I guess the mechanic wasn't going to let this this beast here, this you know, quick little turbo kind of rally car that you're keeping in the garage like some kind of chained up trophy wife in the middle ages. You know, if you keep your baby chained up in the garage, then no one will ever, she will never be touched by anyone. Oh, you know. That's not what she, she wants to run, mate. She wants to get out there. You got to let her open, you got to let her open up a little bit. That's what she's built for. She's built to go, she's built to go fast sideways around corners. Believe it or not, she's not built to be just parked in a fucking garage. That's not a healthy life for her, for your for your baby there. So, hopefully this mechanic gave her a little bit of a flogging. <laughs> got her sideways a little bit, let her feel like a real woman. <laughs> Get that Ford feeling like a real car again. Oh baby, the way you did it to me. We've got to stop for macca's. Oh, do we have to? Can't we just hit the rally trail?
9: The 21-year-old even took out a loan to afford the limited edition ride. So when She, something she went needs wrong, premium,
6: she, dude!
1: Premium! Dude!
6: <laughs> it was dropped there um, to have a temperature sensor fixed.
1: Okay.
6: Um, he was told that the part wasn't going to be coming in for quite some days. I went there on the Friday after it being dropped there on the Monday and was told the part wasn't still in. And it'll okay. be in on the following Monday.
1: Oh, we've all we've all heard that kind of a story, haven't we? We've all seen that happen. So we can sense already where this is going. I had that story once, man, because I I had my car. The car I had at the time was a pretty good kind of uh, like, it, I guess you could call it hot hatch, but it was, a, I'm not going to reveal what it was, but it was like a European pretty expensive little fucking turbo little thing that used to go like the stink, mate. It was fucking quick and, you know, I had to drop it off at the mechanics for something and I got the same story. Oh, look, the part hasn't come in and, you know, we can't, you know, until we get the new part, we can't even, like, move it. We just have to, oh, right, okay, mate. I knew what they were doing. You know, the mechanics was in an industrial area and they had her sideways. I could tell I could tell as soon as I got back in the driver's seat when I picked it up. I knew that they'd been in there fucking giving it a little flog. But I, it, for that car, it was... Again, it's like, you know, I've got the attitude of, hey, it's good for it, you know, every now and then to get the revs up because that's that's what it's built to do. It's built to go fast around corners. So, you know, God bless them, you know, <laughs> as long as they didn't fuck anything and, you know, if they're any decent mechanic and they should be, then they won't, you know, crunch gears or anything. They'll know what they're doing. They'll just appreciate, you know, having a little go around the block in a, in a f- fast car. So... But now, if it was days and days and days and days and days, then all of a sudden you're starting to get into, you know, car affair territory. It does remind me of that Seinfeld episode where the guy took Jerry's car because he doesn't look after it. Putty. No, it wasn't Putty. It was Robert. Whoever Robert was, he played a cameo in Seinfeld before um, the Raymond show, right? (laughs) No, I want you. I'll put her on the phone for you. It was a Saab.
6: So I asked him if it was okay for me to leave it there over the weekend. Okay. Um, he said that that was fine, but I shouldn't be taking it home because it was going to break down again. It kept overheating.
9: So when she picked it up the following Monday and checked the dashcam history, she was horrified.
6: He took it home. Um, he left it parked in his driveway overnight, which is something I don't even do. Um, he took it through a McDonald's drive-through with his kid in the car. Um, he went to a 7-Eleven.
9: But that's not all. In a 60 zone, the dash cam had a travelling at 71 kilometres
5: per hour. Oh, come on.
1: Why do you have to make it so gay? Who cares? Everyone in Sydney speeds all the time and everyone knows it. Everyone in Sydney is always going at least 5 or 10k over the limit everywhere unless there's a camera. It's just the way it is in this town. Sydney is, a, Sydney is a bitch to drive around because there's no politeness in Sydney. Anyone who's driven around Sydney for any amount of time knows out there on the streets, it's kill or be killed mentality. That's the way everyone approaches it. So no one's letting you in or anything. You have to force your way in. That's the way we, we work here in this town. And it's always it's always obvious when you are from Sydney and you drive somewhere else in a different part of the country. And people are so forgiving and nice and leave plenty of space and let you in and you're right up everyone's ass just as a natural kind of <laughs> extension of your education driving wise in the town yeah you're aggressive and jumping in front of green light because that's just the way you have to drive in sydney otherwise you never get anywhere <laughs> so i oh no, know he was doing 71 in a 60 zone you don't say that's pretty tame.
9: Then, on a separate occasion, it gets up to 93 kilometres per hour. Giving
1: it a test. it's all right. I understand that. On a back street. Yep. I, I expect them to do that.
6: That's speeding. And, you know, he, he had his kid in the car at one point.
1: Okay, sweetheart. So what? You bought this fucking... You bought this, what, two-litre turbo rally car, basically. This production rally car. You bought this two-litre turbo to just do 60 k's in it, To do 25 mile an hour, did you? Okay. You, you, you could have bought a bicycle If that's what you wanted to do <laughs> No, I bought this very quick rally car Because I want to do the speed limit <laughs> Please, please Wait, Why are we letting them get away with this nonsense? <laughs> this cannot be true information I'm hearing here. Do you think I'm an idiot, sweetheart? Come on, we all know You've had that thing sideways on a dirt road somewhere. We know you have. Everyone knows you have. Of course you fucking have. That's why you love the car, because it does go sideways on dirt roads, doesn't it? That's And you have to take it to, like, the all-night car wash before you go home, but you have to drive around for an hour or so to let it dry off before you go home. Because if you pull up with a wet car, they'll know you washed it, which means the parents will figure out that you took it on a dirt road. <laughs> So you have to take it on the dirt road, then go to a car wash near the dirt road and then drive around for an hour at least before you get home so the car's dry and they don't suspect anything. See how I help people on this show? See how I'm always giving and giving and giving and giving with my time and my expertise. (laughs) All right, let's carry on with this little liar. You little liar.
6: It's just not okay. In anyone's car. It's just not your okay, car, guys. It's just not okay. But when we approached mechanic, Ross,
9: why... <laughs> hanging are
1: in the chat. You've got to sneak the car through the upstairs bedroom window.
9: <laughs> Out of a red Ferrari, at Euro Prestige. prestige,
1: prestige... Oh, no. See, you can't... See, the difference here is, right, they're going to make... They're going to think it's weird that he's not taking the Ferrari home and treating the Ferrari like that. Now... You can't just cruise around through the McDonald's drive through in a fucking Ferrari. Okay? You can't. And the reason is because everybody will know that you don't have a Ferrari. Everyone will know that there was a Ferrari at your workshop. Right? So if you all of a sudden pull up with the Ferrari in your driveway at your house, everyone's going to know that it's not yours. Whereas a blue Ford Focus, nobody notices. It's just, it goes under the radar, you know? Victor, that is a shitty Ferrari. I don't know. It looks not, I I like the old style looks like that, but I don't know if it's good or not. I've never been a Ferrari guy, but uh, I do, those ones do look like the, you know, the 80s, which I appreciate Ferrari shape wise. Them and like those big ugly Lamborghini Kuntashes and stuff. Those were the big boxy kind of 80s cars. I just love that style. So let's see what he's got to say for himself behind this Enzo here.
9: Performance, there was apparently an explanation for everything. Because Is that a test Because obviously she left it in your care and we've got dashcam footage of you driving it around all weekend, taking your son to McDonald's.
1: My daughter, but yeah.
9: But why were you taking
1: My daughter, yeah, he corrected them, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> why did you assume it's his son, you bigot? Uh it was actually my daughter. Okay. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry.
9: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
9: yeah, like in using it in your spare time, you parked it at home, not yeah. in a garage.
1: Because it was explained that if we drove it during the day, it she had to pay the hours for the car to be driven. Whereas if I drove it home and then drove it back to work the next day, she didn't have to pay.
6: The only phone call I had from him was stating that the part was gonna be late. I was never once told he needed it for an extended test drive.
1: I, I kind of believe her, I don't believe the guy. And the guy is high as fuck.
9: <laughs> ...taking her car for a spin. She had no idea that was happening. Okay. Do you want to see
1: the <laughs> truth? <laughs> <laughs> That's... Okay. That's one way to <laughs> answer that. <laughs> Did you know that? She and she she had no idea. She only had the one conversation with you. She had no idea that you were going to be taking it for a test drive. Okay. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> like I said, he's definitely he's definitely high as fuck. Okay.
9: <laughs> she says you told her nothing about taking her car for a spin. She had no idea that was happening.
5: Okay. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> I love it. All right, he's won, uh, he's won us back. We're back in the good books with this guy. We're taking the guy's side again. Fuck the chick. She didn't know what she's talking about. We've, flip, we've flip-flopped from each party in this story at least two or three times. <laughs> now we're back on the mechanic's side, okay? We like him again, okay? Whatever.
9: Do you want to see the footage? <laughs> nah. I've got it right here. This is you taking off. So that's a 60 zone. That's just clocked 71 Ks there.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
9: <laughs> he's
1: sticking. That's his thing now. He's sticking with the okay line. Just... Okay. I <laughs> like how can how can I criticize him? He's you know, he's doing what I want. <laughs> this is what we've advocated for, ladies and gentlemen. When someone comes up to you and they're being annoying and pushy, just go, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Righto, whatever. Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it must be frustrating the ever living hell out of it, because it's her job to get the reaction and <laughs> to get him freaking out and screaming and throwing a you know jacket over his head and like get away from me I'll fucking kill you that's what she's trying to get and he's just like okay <laughs> <laughs> he's watching oh, it's it by an there. It's not oh, they- he's just- <laughs> <laughs> did you hear that he watched the footage go. <laughs> okay. This is you going 70 in a 60s only. He watched the footage. Now listen to what he says.
9: and That's just clocked 71Ks there. Okay. Okay. Like, that's
1: going on, by an uncalibrated there. GPS. <laughs> that is an uncalibrated GPS. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. <laughs> not my fault, bro. It's an uncalibrated GPS. What a fucking legend. That's not.
9: Oh, there's you going through McDonald's.
1: Cause yes, you go through. Like McDonald's. I just Correct. said, I was on my way to work.
9: But mate, this isn't your. Like it's not your car,
1: mate. But like I said, we've got to prove it a drive. This isn't. T- uh, no, mate. It's this is not your car, mate. Mate. See how pushy she's been. Excuse me, love. Can you not lean on the Ferrari, please? I plan on taking it home today. Get the fuck off. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, excuse me, ma'am. Can you please get your filthy, disgusting jacket off this Ferrari? I want it to look good when I pull up in my fucking driveway after I get my mackers, you cunt. Now, now, get off my property. We're about to test the handbrake on this thing you better not be standing there, in other words. Out you go.
9: Oh, there's you going through
1: McDonald's. Oh, McDonald's. Like I just said to yeah, you, I was on my mate. way to work. But, mate, this isn't mate. your. Like, it's not your,
9: your car. This isn't your car,
1: mate. But, like I said, we've got approval to drive a drive. This is on a cane. test drive. Yep. 93Ks.
9: That's, all, that's that almost double the speed
1: No, limit. look. That is not, he's not going 90. You can tell by looking at the video that he's not going at 93 Ks an hour. How much would 93 Ks an hour be in miles per hour? I reckon that's what, like 55? He's not traveling at 55 mile an hour. Look at this shit. Yep.
9: 93 Ks. If he was,
1: (laughs) she must be really fucking dumb. (laughs) She must be really dumb, this one. No no darling if he was if he was going at 55 mile an hour, it, you would not clearly see the license plates of the fucking cars he's driving. look at this 93 Ks that is not that is not 93 ks an hour okay Not even close. So look he's like what one two, three, four, five six. I'm going to say he's like eight car lengths from the corner and apparently according to the GPS, he's doing 85 kilometres an hour. And he's eight car lengths away from the corner. Um, the corner. No. Oh, that's, all, that's, that's almost double the Look how close. Look how slow he's going. They're saying that's 60. Is that even me driving?
9: I don't know. You tell me.
1: I don't believe so. I don't know. I'm not the only person here. There's five of so
9: us all. Oh,
1: he's throwing everyone else under the bus. What a cunt. hey, look, it's, maybe it's not just me. You know, there is five other people who work here. <laughs> oh. Well, that'll be easy to determine then. Let's just check the footage. How many of them drove at home, brother? <laughs> Were you the only one? Oh, well. Oh, well. Close enough, I guess. Good. Nice try. Nice try, kiddo. Uh, exactly, insignificant D- Rube in the chat. Damn it, just when he had us, he had us on his team, now we've got to flip back to the girl again. Now it's like this son of a bitch, he, he mistreated your car, he fucked up your baby, he raped your Ford Focus. He can't be allowed to do that, fuck this guy. we
9: are all taking it for a spin. No. So you're not just taking no. it for a joyride because it's a cool car? Definitely not.
1: Have you seen the cars that we work on here?
9: Well, it could cl- be classified as a joyride because it's a pretty cool car and at points it's you were a, speeding.
1: Or- it's a pretty cool car. Listen to it. Well, sir, it could be classified as a joyride because it's a pretty cool car. Am I going uh, to argue with this fucking woman, you know, in the parking lot about how cool the car
10: is? What's going on? <laughs>
1: Look at him sitting. Why is he still sitting? He needs to get up and talk to her face-to-face. Because right now she's kind of, she's got the, you know, the dominating position here. She's not letting you out of the car. So you're kind of just sitting there like an idiot. (laughs) Um, hey, I didn't actually do nothing. Maybe it wasn't even me, you know. (laughs) Get up and stand up and talk to her face-to-face. If she's going to start up and come up and, you know, start hurling shit at you, you may as well stand up and look at her in the eye. Oh, okay. Is that what you think? All right. Well, you're an idiot. <laughs> Good luck with that. Anyway, you know, do, do whatever you got to do. Don't just sit there like a starstruck fucking idiot drooling in the car. Focus. Can you see what I'm currently working on? Okay. I oh, work on Ferraris, Porsches, Lamborghini.
6: I thought I trusted.
1: <laughs> so now he's dissing this girl's car. <laughs> Look, I didn't even care about the Focus. I didn't. That's the equivalent of after, you know, after like say a relationship breaks up, saying to yourself afterwards, look, I didn't even care about them in the first place. <laughs> Do you see who I'm dating now? Do you see what I'm sitting in now? I'm sitting in a Ferrari as if I'd ever get hard over that Ford Focus. As if I'd ever care about the Ford Focus. Look at what I'm look at what I'm working on here. I mean, clearly it was a joyride. It's a pretty cool car. He's like, I'm sitting in a Ferrari, you idiot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, he's won me back. He's won me back again. I like him again
6: trusted him. I really did. And I felt absolutely betrayed, you know, absolutely to betrayed. leave my car in the trust of someone and a company and for him to go and make it his own and drive it the way he did, like I said, I, I
1: didn't It is a pretty nifty-looking little focus she's got there. I got, I love the black rims. I'm always a big fan of black rims.
9: I not even oh. drive it like that. At the end of the day, this is a story of he said, she said. But one thing's for sure, the dash cam doesn't lie. Would you like to apologise for what what's transpired? I, I mean, she's to
1: obviously shocked. There's been a misunderstanding. I, like I said to you, we take pride in wanting to do the right thing here. There you have it. He took pride. He took pride all the way to the McDonald's drive-through, which, like I like I said before, most of us are adults here. I think that's what we expect. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to get the flock out of here. So, thank you to everyone who contributed tonight. Uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing the show out. Don't forget to follow our friends. Some coming up. Arrational Times. Coffee Talk with Sandra will be around. I think everyone's favorite lover of French pussy, Mersh, will be doing something. Uh, Victor Von Schroom, back on Sunday. Winning TV with Phil D'Angelo. you got the Rice Man. Who else you got? Um, you got Major Tom and Joy Pessy in the Sunday Night Shit Show over the weekend as well, ladies and gentlemen. And don't forget about all of our weekday friend-ups, too. So, thank you for joining us. If you missed the starting block last night, we had fun talking about uh, Chevy Chase, 80s movies. Uh, It was a good time. So, if you want to check that out, at the starting block on Twitter, myself and Greeno, talking, wasting 90 minutes of your time for that podcast. So, check it out if you do. And until next week, ladies and gentlemen, until I see you again, Friday night. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye bye.